Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Facebook has become an invaluable tool and resource center for many podcasters. But Facebook's tarnished underbelly is coming under scrutiny, and future increased blowback could negatively impact your podcast. Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Podcasting has a Facebook problem. Well, truth be told, most industries and even hobbies and verticals, they all have pastimes even. They all have Facebook problems. But this is a show about podcasting, so let's stay focused on the topic at hand. See, we podcasters have come to rely on Facebook quite heavily. A community aspect alone, not just for your show. The community aspect and the support center, the the support groups on Facebook, which are ran by other podcasters, are clearly the most active source of information that's out there when you have questions about podcasting, whether you're new or old in doing this. Then there's the ability to build a community for your own podcast, for the listeners of your podcast. Facebook makes it very easy for you to build that community, let the community foster. Some podcasts, Facebook community, have tens of thousands of members, if not millions of members. There's huge, huge numbers of people utilize Facebook for its community options. And that's what it's probably really good at. Uh, Live streaming, which I have used. The first season of Podcast Pontifications was all streamed live on Facebook. In fact, for the first 30 episodes, it was only available as a live Facebook show. We use it for comments on many of our websites, are powered by a plugin that uses Facebook to handle the comments. It's everywhere. It's deeply ingrained. It's almost second nature. We assume that every podcast has a Facebook presence, right? And we as podcasters relegate a lot of what we do to Facebook. So what happens when Facebook goes away? I know that sounds very alarmist. What do you mean Facebook goes away? But that's the way things happen, right? When's the last time you updated your MySpace profile, huh? So at some point in time, Facebook's going away. And most recently, I mean, if you've not been following the news just this month, which, by the way, is only a few days old right now, Facebook already failed its own civil rights audit. A two-year endeavor with people looking at the civil rights issues Facebook has over two years failed miserably. Just a few days ago, there was a conference call with representatives from the Anti-Defamation League, the NAACP, Color of Change, with Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg uh, and Sandberg on there together. 
when those reps got off that phone call, they were more displeased than when they were first on it. They're really not happy with Facebook's policies. And maybe you've noticed that this month is the beginning of this hashtag stop for stop hate for profit campaign, which some of Facebook's biggest advertisers, very, very large advertisers, are not spending any money on Facebook this month. Now, of course, mathematically speaking, Facebook doesn't really care about that too much. I mean, clearly they don't like losing any money whatsoever, but Facebook makes most of its money on very small advertisers spending small amounts of money, like single-digit or double-digit dollars on a monthly basis. That's where most of their money comes from, for every small places. Perhaps, like you. So I say again, what happens if Facebook goes away? Also, what happens if these continued outrageous activities continue unabated, we're going to see some tarnishment, if you will, of Facebook's brands. We're already seeing a tarnishment of Facebook brand, Facebook's branding, brand identity, that will spill over to people who actively use Facebook. It'll spill over in several ways. It'll spill over to the point where some people will be less comfortable using Facebook on a regular basis as individuals because they all know that since Facebook is free, you're the actual product and people are being advertised to and getting messages that are uh, garbage. So access of people might actually drop. You could also tarnish reputations of the companies that still are on Facebook or organizations that are still on and actively promoting the use of Facebook or podcasts that are still on and actively support the use of Facebook. Maybe. It's a real possibility. We don't know what the blowback looks like, but I think one thing that we can know for sure is that at some point in time, the Facebook you know and love today will not be that anymore. So what do you do about it? What are we going to do about that? The idea here behind podcast pontifications is to give you things to think about related to the future of podcasting, and this clearly is it. What do we do if in the future there isn't a Facebook or the Facebook that is there isn't something we want to be a part of? Well, the remedy for it's a little unclear, to be really honest with you. One option is to diversify, and that's always a good idea. Never put your eggs in one basket. That's why we distribute our podcast to every single platform, not just Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Unless, of course, Spotify's given us a lot of money for an exclusive deal, but that's a topic for another show. So, yes, you want to diversify your social media presence as a podcaster, someone with a podcast. You should totally diversify, especially experience some of the new platforms that are up and coming, not just those that were all built in 2005, 2006 timeframe. Yeah, explore, try new things, without a doubt. Make sure you have a presence everywhere. That's just good social media strategy. Should you try to own the relationship with your listeners directly and reduce your reliance on social medias? Eh, honestly, I have mixed feelings about that. And I have mixed feelings because people gonna do what people gonna do. And 
where people are. I think you as a podcaster should meet people where people are. And if there's a way for you to convey the message that is from your show or even you as a working podcaster through social media like Facebook, I think you should do that. More importantly, I don't think you should assume that if you say, I'm not going to communicate on social anymore, now you have to come to my website and do it. I think that's harder to do. I have a consulting client right now that is thinking of doing that. They've got a very active community on Facebook, and they're, well, not thinking about it. They're doing it. They're trying to move all of their people onto this new, completely owned community inside of their own website. I'm just not convinced it's going to work. I think they should try it. I think you should try and get as many people over as possible to own the relationship, but it's going to be hard, hard to do that. Should you stop pushing people to Facebook? On your podcast, I think that's probably a really good idea. I mean, I think if you have a thriving community on Facebook right now, keep it. You know, stay active and engaged. It's kind of the way that I do it. I don't really have an active community on Facebook, but I do push out episodes of podcast pontifications to Facebook. I will occasionally share some information via buffer that goes to, amongst other locations, Facebook. But I'm certainly not asking anybody to come join me over on Facebook. And maybe you shouldn't do that either. Things to think about, because I can tell you this, the future of Facebook is going to be quite different than the current reality that we have right now. Speaking of future things, do not (laughs) share this post with someone on a Facebook group. I mean, you can if you want to, but I like when people share my show with others. That helps the show like mine grow. Word of mouth is what we actually do. So maybe just send an email to somebody who also has had some nagging doubts about Facebook, who's also a podcaster, and say, hey, this guy over here thinks the way you do. Let's collaborate. Not a bad idea. And of course, if you love what I'm doing, I would love for you to go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and, you know, buy me a virtual coffee. Monthly memberships, monthly memberships to buy me that virtual coffee are really, really nice. Now with season three resuming, I need to remind you that I am off on Fridays, so I shall be back on Monday with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. 
To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.